Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. If you're physically able, please stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. We're going to be going today to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Those of you at home, I want you to please do the same as well. Grab your Bibles or your your phone or whatever you're reading the word from today and stand in your homes for the we do that in honor of the word of the Lord. When we come before the word of God, you need to realize that we're not just coming before any book. We're coming before the words in which the Lord God has said himself, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy word shall always remain. We're coming before the words that says that though the flower, uh, the, the, the grass wither and the flower fades, but the word of God shall always remain. We're coming before the word in which the Lord said, I exalt this word above my own name. Think about that. It's in the book of Isaiah in case you've never read that. I exalt this word above my own name. So the word of the Lord The Bible says is living and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. So that's the reason we stand in honor of the word of the Lord today. Numbers chapter 13. And we're going to begin reading in verse 17 today. Then Moses sent them out to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south. And go up to the go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak. Few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the season of the first grapes. I want you to skip on down to let's for time's sake. Let's go on down to verse 23 quickly. Then they came to the valley of Escal. And they're cut down a branch with a cluster of grapes. And they carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Escal because of the cluster, which mean which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and the congregation and the children of Israel in the wilderness Paran and Kadesh. At Kadesh, they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Everybody, everybody shout fruit. All right. I want you to get that. Then they told him and said, we went to spy out the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, which is, which is the descendants of the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and then the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. 
Then we saw the giants and the descendants of Anak and from, that, that came from giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So all the congregations lifted up, their, lifted up their voices and cried and people wept that night. And the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. And Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Let's pray and ask for God's blessing. I'm in this series called Faith, the Showstopper. Faith, the Showstopper. This is part three today. I'm preaching from the subject matter or the subject title, Faith versus Fear. Faith versus Fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to stand and to literally preach, communicate the oracles of heaven. I thank you for that, God. Now, Lord, these are your people and you are our God. So, Father, I ask today that your spirit would move amongst, among us that your spirit would open every ear, that there would be an ease of listening in the house of God today and that truth would explode, God, on the inside of each of us. And I pray, O oh Lord, that your spirit would guide us into all truth. Father Adonai, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I ask, let the rivers of heaven move through this congregation and through the airwaves as I preach to people all over the world today. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, look upon my availability and not my ability today. And I ask God, fill my mouth with your words. Let me say nothing other than what you want to say today. Nothing more, nothing less. We humble ourselves and we say, speak, Lord, your servants listen. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody that agrees, I want you to shout amen. Hey, look at five people today and tell them you got to have faith, not fear. Those of you watching, I want you to post that on Facebook or if you're on YouTube right now, tweet somebody. You got to have faith, not fear. Praise the Lord. I've been preaching about this, uh, preaching in the series called Faith, the Showstopper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears just a little bit in this particular message today. Uh, but but I told you, I said, I felt like the Lord a couple, three, two or three weeks ago told me to come and begin to preach faith to the people of God. That's a good place for everybody to shout amen. amen. Preach faith to the people of God because the people of God have been bombarded with fear. Bombarded with timidity. Bombarded with defeat. Bombarded with what they can't do. Instead of somebody telling them what they can do. I've showed up today just like over the past two weeks to deposit and impart faith in the people of God. I want you to know that God ain't changed. Matter of fact, look at somebody and tell them God ain't changed. I serve an unchanging God. 
an unmoving God. The, the matter of fact, when he said, when you're talking about me, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can count on the Lord your God. Give him a hand right there. That's a good place. You can count on the Lord your God. All throughout the Bible, we see examples of great faith displayed in powerful ways. Matter of fact, if, you, if you'll notice the people that the Bible celebrates and honors, they are people who did great works through God, or let me say great works for God through their faith. You can read about several of these people in Hebrews 11. It is the chapter in which we call the Hall of Faith. At the end of the chapter, the Bible summarizes it by saying uh, that the, the world, listen now, the world was not worthy of these people. That the Bible summarizes or it captures the end of that chapter and says, listen, though, though they were in the world, they were not. Oh, I'm going to go somewhere with you today. They were not of the world and the world that they lived in was not even worthy of these people walking on it because these people, uh, the, 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 listen, this is what the Bible says. They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of a sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, and, and turned the flight of the armies of the enemies. Some received their dead raised to life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurre resurrection. Pastor, what are you trying to say? I'm saying these people had the gaudacity, yeah, gall and audacity, the gaudacity to live in a a natural place and call on a supernatural God and have the faith to believe that what happens in heaven can happen in the earth today. Give him a praise if you have enough faith to believe. God is still moving right now. Uh, we're going to go somewhere. In that same Bible, there are also times where God brings rebuke and judgment. I know folk don't want to talk about God rebuking nobody no more. But I told you he's the same yesterday, today, and... Okay. There are two areas in the Bible that come up on a regular basis that God brings rebuke and judgment upon those who walk in them. Watch this. One is idolatry. All throughout the Bible, you can read Old Testament and New Testament. Do not serve idols. Do not bow to idols. Stay away from idolatry. Now we live in a nation where most, where, where most of the idolatry is not people bowing down to a statue. They bow down to money. They bow down to all kinds of other things. They, these idols might not be present with the eyes, but they're present to see in the spirit. And so we, we have people in the land that, that serve idols, but the, the, that's not where I'm going today. The second thing that you see God constantly warning his people to stay away from, watch this now, is giving in to fear. You constantly read God speaking to his people and his leaders telling them, do not fear. Come on, let's say it on the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Do not fear. Say it again. Do not fear. Say it again. Do not fear. The children of Israel walked around in the wilderness for 40 years. By the way, they're walking around in the wilderness because they feared and did not have faith. Stay with me now. 
40 years, they walk around in the wilderness for 40 years waiting on a generation to die off. A generation that chose fear over faith. Read your Bible. I'm not adding anything into this. Read your Bible. And listen, finally, the time has come for the children of Israel to cross into the promised land. Moses has died. Joshua has received the anointing and the mantle to lead the people of God into the promised land. Our first recorded words of the Lord speaking to Joshua as the new leader of the children of Israel. Watch this was all about him not giving in to fear. It's in Joshua chapter one in your Bible. Listen, God could have said anything. This is his, our first recorded words of the Lord speaking to Joshua as the leader of the children of Israel. He doesn't want to talk about the economy. He doesn't want to talk about how to elect leaders. He doesn't want to talk about anything like that. He says, I want to talk about you not fearing because you're about to walk in a land where there's all kinds of giants. You're about to walk in a land where fear is running rampant. You're about to walk in a land where your own people don't want to stand behind. But be of good courage and do not fear. I am with you wherever you shall go. Stand up and be strong in the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. He says the first thing I want to talk to you about, Joshua, is you not fearing. Glory be to God. After the, and we read it. Let me just read it quickly for you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, uh, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place that, that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said with Moses, from the wilderness of the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I will not forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance us the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only, here we go again, be strong and be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which my uh, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you shall go. Give the Lord a praise if you accept that on behalf of you and your family. He said, I want to talk about you being courageous. Let's, let's fast forward to the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, a man of God, used by the Lord to write two thirds of the New Testament, at least two thirds. He was a man that the Lord uh, would move through in great signs and wonders. So, so great that that's how we got the idea of getting a cloth, anointing the cloth, laying it on a sick person and watching them raise up because God moved through the apostle Paul so strong that they would lay handkerchiefs on his body while he preached and ministered. They would take the handkerchiefs back and lay them on somebody else and they'd raise from the dead. They'd get up, they'd, the lame would walk, the sick would be healed, the blind would see because of the power of God on this man. Now watch this. 
The Holy Spirit spoke to Paul and gave him the words of the New Testament, which we read. The Apostle Paul, he, listen, this man of God is about to be martyred for the name of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has him sit down and write the book of what we call Second Timothy. Now watch this. Many New Testament scholars and theologians believe this was the last writing of the Apostle Paul before he is martyred. The last writing. Stay with me. In this letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul greets him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as soon as he is finished greeting him, he begins to talk about two things. Number one, Timothy's faith that he received from his grandmama. Number two, Timothy, the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. This is the last letter this man of God's about to write. And he gets, listen, only four or five verses in and he's talking about faith and he's saying, do not give in to fear. Can I tell you, the word has not changed. The Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In our text today, we read about Moses sending a group of spies over into the promised land to spy out the land. He says, I want you to go over there and I want you to bring back a report of the land. He sends 12 spies over to check everything out. One of their objectives, one of their objectives is to bring back some fruit. Man, we're sick and tired of this manna. <laughs> I, we've had manna casserole, manna cake, manna pie. We've had manna ice cream. We, 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 we've done it all. Find us some fruit so that when the people see the fruit, they're going to want to go take the land. Stay with me now. After they check things out on their way home, they cut down a branch with clusters of grapes on them. They are so big that it takes two men to carry the grapes with a pole. We're not talking about no Dollar Gentry grapes. We're not talking about Walmart grapes. We're talking about grapes the size of a man's head. It takes two grown men to carry them between a, a pole to bring back to Moses and the people. Now watch this. They go back to Moses and the people and it is time to give the report of the land. All of a sudden a problem arises between those who have, who have they sent to, to spy out the land. They have Conflicting reports. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. Some of the people of God are saying this. And some of the people of God are saying this. They have conflicting reports between what they, what they witnessed. Ten of them have one report and two of them have a different report. Now, listen, all of them went to the same place. All of them saw the same thing. All of them witnessed the same stuff. All of them got to eat of the same thing. All of them got to walk the same path. All of them seen the, uh, uh, seen the same enemies. But how is it that 10 of them have this report and two of them have this report? 
How is it that 10 of them says there ain't no way we can take the land? And two of them says, let's go up at once for the Lord our God has given us the land. How is it that 10 of them can have doubt and two of them can walk in the power and the faith of God? It's because 10 of them saw the land through fear and two of them saw the land through faith. I want to know what are you looking at the land through? I want to know what eyes are you seeing through right now? I want to know what kind of spirit are you looking at your future through? Because everybody can see and hear the same thing. But if you don't look through it with the eyes of faith, you will jeopardize and compromise your destiny and you will forfeit the promises of God. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Hallelujah. I need you to get that. I need you to understand that. It wasn't that they sent two over here to this place and 10 over here to this place. They all had to walk in the same place. They all had to see the same stuff. Hallelujah. What eyes are you looking through right now? Glory be to God. Though what I, those of you at home, you ain't getting away. What eyes are you looking through right now? Are you seeing the land? Listen, it's still the, it's still the season of the double portion. I prophesied it on 1231, 2019. And here we are, May 24th, 2020. It's still the double portion season. You got to look through it with the eyes of faith, my God. Hallelujah. 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 So if you want to take some notes today, that'll be fine. Or if you just want to listen either way. Number one, people of fear and people of faith experience the same things. We experience the same thing. Sometimes we think that people of faith ride around in the world on a carpet and do not face any kind of trials. They don't have to face any kind of hard hardships. They don't have to face any kind of troubles. But we all face the same stuff. All of us, church, we all have to walk out these doors right now and face the same stuff going on. What is the difference? Which eye do you see it through? Oh, hallelujah. I feel God walk in this room right now. I feel somebody's help coming. I felt the spirit of fear break off of somebody right now. You walked in with some, I felt that thing break like an egg over your head real quick. It just broke off of you. You just got a rhema, a revelation. You just got a word from God and you realize, my God, we all facing the same stuff. Why do I want to walk in fear and let it rob me of the promises of God when I can walk in faith and let it reinforce the promises of God? Devil, give me my promises back in Jesus' name. We all face the same stuff. We live in a fallen world. This is not a perfect state. The Lord wanted it to be a perfect state, but it's not. We all face stuff, man. The difference. How are you viewing it? You see, in verse 26 of chapter 13, you'll read. You'll show that. 
they all went to the same land. I've, I've already hit this and they all, they showed the fruit of the land. So the doubters and the faith people saw the fruit. Which is number two, if you want to take this down, number two, people of fear and people of faith see evidence of good things. We all see evidence of good things. Ain't everything bad. If you see everything bad, something's wrong with you. I just gave you a testimony about 30 minutes ago of a man that was on his deathbed. He, listen, I'm not exaggerating this in my pastor. Jason. I'm not exaggerating. He was dying. He, listen, he was about dead. 100% oxygen. We all have, listen, we see evidence of good things. The question here that you want to ask yourself is what do I do with these good things? We all see evidence of good things. Listen, they had the same trip, same purpose. They went to the same place. This is what I want you to understand. One man of God said this. We see things as we are, not as they are. That means that if that if I woke up constantly accusing you of something, it's because that's how I see me. We see things as we are, not as they are. And so when we walk around in doubt, it's because we have uh, we're filled with doubt. Hallelujah. If, if I'm a person of trust, watch this, then I see you as a person of trust. If I'm a faithful person, then I see you as a faithful person. If I'm a racist person, I see you as a racist person. If I'm a lying person, I see you as a lying person. This is how two people can go to the same place, see the same thing, witness the same stuff, and come back with two different stories. It's what's going on inside of you, man. <laughs> Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand. Even Just clap for Jesus for your neighbor right now. This is how they could all face the same stuff and come back with two different stories. It's what's going on in you. Hallelujah. A lot of times I, I, in which I, psychiatrists and counselors say that many times the I'm, somebody's about to get in trouble. I hope it ain't too bad after this. But, but they say if you're the, many times, not all the time, but many times the spouse that's always accusing the other one of being unfaithful is because they have been unfaithful. Because we see stuff as we are. Hallelujah. Glory be God. Listen, number three. People give people of fear quickly turn the positive into the negative. They build on the negative and make it go from bad to worse. Now watch this. They go and spy out the land. And this is, they said, man, this land is a land that devours people. Now they ain't saw that land open up and devour nobody yet. That land is not opened up and got and, and swallowed anybody. 
They said, not only that is it a land that devours people, they said, but, but now watch, there's giants in that land and those, those, we are like grasshoppers in our own sight. And when that wasn't good enough, then they said, and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Those people didn't see them. They did not see the spies. They probably would have tried to kill them. Isn't this how it works, people? For you, listen, coronavirus. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We got to make sure we're in the spirit up here. Uh, all right, here we go. There, there he is. Okay. The coronavirus hasn't done anything compared to what the fear of it is. I'm not saying it's not a, a sickness or a virus. I'm not saying it ain't hurting nobody. I'm saying when you measure it to what it has done compared to what the fear of it has done. You're talking about one speck of sand on a beach. And people take it from bad to worse. And before you know it, they're talking about a land that swallows people and they haven't seen it yet. They're talking about being grasshoppers in the eyes of giants and the giants have not laid an eye on them one time. Come on, people of God. Come on, people of God. It's time to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They could have called us up the other day and we could have listened. Pastor Jason, we could have said, you know what? I don't know. He, he's he, he got coronavirus and he might have been. I don't know. He might have been around his family or he might touch some. I can't go over there and pray for that cloth. I'll just pray for me at home. And God wouldn't have moved because God does not move through your timidity. God does not move through your fear and God does not move through your insecurity. He moves through bold Holy Ghost faith that says the Lord my God is the only one that's able to do this. It's not arrogance. It's not pridefulness. It's not sitting around being haughty. It's saying, I'm telling you, I got the blood of Jesus on my side. I can't do nothing without him anyway. And he has covered me. And we're about to see a miracle. Silver and gold, I have none. But what I have unto, I give unto you. Rise up in the name of Jesus and live. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. The church has gotten sissified. Sissify. Oh, I'm in trouble now. Sissify church. Scared of everything. Scared of everything in the land. I don't want to go get the grapes. The giants live there. I don't want to go get the milk and honey. It might swallow me up. I, all I got to say is the Lord my God has given me a rhema word. He has given me a word from heaven. And if he said it, he can do it. If he promised it, he'll perform it. If he said he's able to do it, then you can bank your bottom dollar. He is the Lord my God. Hallelujah. 
Let me ask you something. If you ain't standing on this, what are you standing on? I have, listen, church, I'm being honest with you. Let me be transparent with you. I don't have nothing else standing on. I'm not just saying this because it's good preach. I don't have nothing stand, else standing on. If I try to stand on my knowledge, um, look, man, I'll fall so fast you ain't got a chance. I don't have a chance. If I try to stand on what I know, I, I'll fall quickly. If I try to stand on my past experiences, I'll fall quickly. If I try to stand on my past victories, I'll fall quickly. But I have a word from the Lord that says all other ground is sinking sand. But on Christ the solid rock, I shall stand my God that's what I have and I'm going to say something that I said two and a half months ago well pastor you got to use wisdom if with the wisdom that you're receiving I said it two and a half months ago if the wisdom you're receiving causes you to change who you are and your faith in Christ you need to question where that wisdom's coming from it is not of God because he said, I am the Lord thy God. There is no shadow of variety of turning in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Peter and John, y'all can't preach in Jesus's name no more. If you do it, we're going to kill you. We're going to beat you. Can you imagine Peter and John going back to the church? This is Acts chapter four, by the way. Going back to the church and saying, church, this is what they said. Well, we got to use wisdom. Don't preach. Don't preach and they're going to kill you. There would be no miracles. There would be no book of Acts church. My God, there would be no building of the New Testament church. But you want to know what their response to their threats was? We can't help but talk about what we have seen and what we have heard. Because God has been so good to me, I can't help but tell it all. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Let's give Jesus a hand clap. Let's exalt the name of Jesus in the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now watch this. Let's go to the next one. Uh, I don't know what number we're on, but it's okay. Oh, goodness. I was about to skip over to six. I'm glad y'all reminded me. I'm going to teach all that, that those of you that are going to be preachers one day in homiletics, that's how you keep people engaged. <laughs> uh, amen. Number four, people of fear reject the faith and the encouragement of others. Listen, you can take a person that's bound by fear. Put them in a room with five people full of faith. And, and I'm telling you, if them people are not so solid in their faith and they just, they just know that they know that they know that they know and they're knower, they'll walk out fearing. Because people of fear reject the faith and the encouragement of others. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession of this land. We're well able to overcome this. Caleb's like, y'all seen what we've been walking through? And you think these people are some? Did you not see what God did to the Egyptians? And you think these people are something? Caleb's like, man, I watched water turn into blood. 
watched bulls come up on these people right before my eyes. I watched hell come out of the sky so much that it was killing their live, their livestock. And when that wasn't enough, on the night of the Passover, I watched a death angel pass over my house and walk through the door of an Egyptian's house because the blood was not on the door and killed the firstborn. And you think these giants are something? I hear the Holy Ghost saying what David said. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's got my land? You let go of it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Number five, people of fear exaggerate. I could stop there. <laughs> people of fear exaggerate and instill fear in others. They exaggerate and instill fear in others. There's something about our flesh, and I put me in with you, because you've got to crucify your flesh daily. But there's something about our flesh that gets gratification by watching others fear when bad news comes. Tell on yourself. It, I don't know what it is. Here we go. Transparent time. And I've done it before. And I walked away and my flesh was like, yeah, my spirit's like, how dare you? How dare you? We want to exaggerate what the truth really is. And we want somebody to be in just, a, just as much fear as we're in. Because misery loves... Uh, I feel better if you are in this mud pit with me. <laughs> this is the truth. And these spies come back and they're like, listen, I ain't going to be in the circle by myself. So they go around and start sowing discord amongst the brethren. They go around sowing fear and getting everybody scared before they could ever hear a word of faith. So y'all know I've tried to be, be off Facebook some. I've been on and off of it here and there. You know, I, I'm kind of, what do y'all call it when you're creeping on somebody? Stalker. I ain't no stalker. Who says stalker? I ain't no stinks. Now, hold on now. Hold on now. Let's stop this thing. It's getting too far. <laughs> I'm just talking about I was just, you know, watching a little bit. <laughs> Get a drink right quick. Hold on. That right there, when you put your foot all the way in your mouth right there. Lord Jesus, where are we going with, with this? Oh, I know where I'm going. Got people all over the place. Hey, out there taking selfies in Walmart. 
taking selfies at the birthday party, talking about doing my workflow. The church open up, can't go to church, it's sick. Can't go to church, it's sick. I can go out there and touch the same two by four that 1,500 other people touched in Home Depot, but I can't go to church, it's sick. I'm going to kick this devil right up out of this region today. In the name of Jesus. Well, I, you know, I got, I got to go to them places. I know at least we know where the priorities are at. At least we know where your priorities are. Facebook land, at least we know where your priorities are at. Now we can at least build from here. Mike, come up here and get me now. I don't want nobody to start shooting. Because you know there's some folk out here packing right now. I know you are. It's all. <laughs> but it's the truth. I'm not shooting at people. Listen, I ain't shooting at you. I get upset as an overseer in the kingdom when I see the enemy locking people down. I'm not talking about locking down in your house. I'm talking about robbing your destiny. These people, listen, these people got the same promise that the people 40 years after them were going to walk in, but they couldn't touch it. Why? Because fear robs you of the promises of God. That's it. Well, pastor, are you telling me I need to go out there and just not worry about that? Man, I'm not saying that. I'm saying. What spirit are you in? And if it's a spirit of fear, you didn't get it from God. Oh, hallelujah. I probably done stirred up enough on Facebook land right now for three months. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Somebody whistle for Jesus. Come on, if you can whistle, whistle for Jesus. There you go. All right, there we go. Whistle for Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, we're going to stir up some religious devils up in here. Glory. We're not going to give in to that, church. We're not going to give in to that. One more thing, and then I'm going to the next point. The spirit of fear is just like sin. It has no stopping point. There, it, it never says, okay, this is enough. And watch now. This is why I'm punching this so hard. Stay with me out there, Facebook land. Just stay with me. This is why I'm punching it so hard, because the spirit of fear always drags with it the spirit of depression. It comes behind it. It totes it around. Fear opens the door. Depression says, thank you. And I don't want to see that out of you. 
Man, some of you come way too far. I look around this room and I think about the people watching right now. There's some of you really ought to be dead. Amen. Some of you really ought to be dead. I mean, I can remember, Brother Antoine, when you were born again. You showing me the video of you <laughs> running from the police, flipping the car. I'm not going to let Brother Antoine fall into fear and let depression take over his life. He's come too far, church. How can I be a man of God and stand back and let it happen? I look at these Hope Farms ladies over here. I see what's, how far some of you ladies don't come. How can I be a man of God and let this take over your life? The devil is a liar. Not on my watch. In the name of Jesus, fear you get out of this region right now. Find a different place to go. How can a man of God sit back and watch it? Not if he got any salt in his pocket, he don't. Hallelujah. All right. Let me go on to this next point. I'm just about done. Fear causes. All right. So watch this. Fear does not only cause you not to reach to your full potential, but fear will cause others not to reach to their full potential. All right. Everybody in here has a destiny. God has given you a destiny. A full potential. The sad thing is, not because God doesn't want you to, but because God gives us free choice, not all of us are going to reach it. Oh, man, I wish I could say something different than that. But church, this is what is, man... I told the staff the other day, I said, one of the biggest thing, my, I, I'm so concerned for the church right now. Not this church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. It, it, it's, every single day it grips me, my concern for the church as a whole. Now, before you say that's not biblical, the Apostle Paul said, all this stuff I go through, including my concern, my daily concern for the churches. And right now I see the church. Not only, not only has fear crept in, but it's being divided. Racism's dividing it. Hatred's dividing it. I see it crumbling. While we all hold on to personal opinions. And God's already told us what he's wanting. I'm just going to tell you this one. You preach this one this week. Fear controls your life. Fear controls you. Or let me say this. When fear controls your life, you become satisfied with the present. You can preach that this week. Number eight, and then I'm done. Fear causes you to forget the good things God has done for you. (laughs) 
to, to look back. Listen, guys, this was not like years later when they're talking about going to the promised land. This is months later after God has brought them out of Egypt. Months. And nobody can remember what he did to the Egyptians. It seems like the people would have told those 10 spies, wait a minute, no, 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 you don't understand. <clears throat> I remember when I was looking at a life sentence. I was, I was looking at a life sentence. I had nothing to offer. And I just hit my knees and said, God have mercy and walked up before the judge and for some reason <laughs> for some reason he just says listen I'm giving you one more chance <clears throat> what about the time when you were laid off and there wasn't no money coming in you didn't know how you was going to pay the bills didn't know how you was going to buy food and had a child on the way. Didn't know what you was going to do. But you humbled yourself. And you cried out to God. You said, Lord, would you please come and help me? And you didn't know how it came. But all you know is you look back <clears throat> on that time. And you didn't miss one meal. You had a roof over your head. You had some shoes on your feet and some food in your stomach. And God just kept on bringing it. What about the times when you, you were about to lose your mind? The pressure had gotten so great that you had even contemplated taking your own self out. Who am I talking to in Facebook land? You contemplated taking your own self out. And you can't explain what happened, but all of a sudden a presence walked in your room and you laid the gun down and you hit your knees and you're a different person. You see, fear will cause you to forget all this stuff God did for you. You didn't earn that stuff. You didn't deserve that stuff. But his goodness came and brought it with him and he showed up and made you free in that thing. Fear caused you to forget all this. Before you know it, you wanted to go back to who you used to be. Let me go find my seat back in Egypt. The problem is, you don't have a seat back in Egypt. You have a seat here in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So don't let fear control you. It's time that you get full of faith, church. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? The worst thing that can happen to you is the best thing that can happen to you. That's what they said in the New Testament. And they love their life. They love, their, they love not their life unto death. What happened to that New Testament church? Come on, church. Man, there's bigger things. 
there's greater things. I mean, I literally got out of my mouth. Come on, stand so I close today. <laughs> I want you to begin to play the goodness of God. I literally got out of my mouth last Sunday. I said, what if it's you that the Lord wants to use to go and heal somebody with COVID-19? I did not know two days later we would be facing it. What if it's you? Well, I ain't doing that. You're going to answer. Now make sure it's God, not me. But what happened to what the Lord has to say? What happens to us being led by the Spirit of the Lord? I'm going to keep preaching faith. I know it's stirring some stuff up right now. But the last time I read the Bible, it said, the just shall live by The last time I the last time I read it, it is impossible to please God without. There it is. So I'm gonna keep kicking fear. I don't care. I'm gonna keep kicking it. You might you might say, Well, Pastor, I ain't never come back. Well, when you go to the other church, tell them why you left. Tell them you left because Pastor kept preaching on. Lift your hands all over this place. Those of you at home, lift your hands. And I just want you for the next 30 seconds to invite the presence and the glory of God in your life right now. Just invite him. Say, Lord, maybe you've been struggling. Listen, I, it's okay that you struggle. Just don't live and don't, don't die in your struggle. Live through it. And let God bring you on the other end of it. Don't die in your struggle. Come on, just tell them, Lord, your glory's welcome here. Your glory's welcome here. I welcome your presence, God. I welcome your presence. Maybe, maybe sin has separated you from God, and right now, the whole time I've been preaching, the Holy Ghost won't quit knocking. Hey, you know, you need to get right. You need to get that under the blood. You need to be asked for forgiveness of your sin. You need, you need to come home. You, you need to get right with God. I'm not going to leave you alone. Maybe that's you right now. This is your time. This is your time. This is your time. Right now, get it right with the Lord. Maybe you've been struggling with fear. Hey, listen, like I said, it's okay to struggle. Just don't die in your struggle. Live through it. And right now, I just want you to take the next 60 seconds and just say, Lord, I don't want this fear anymore. Just speak to him. Speak to him. Lord, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. Rescue me from this. Deliver me from this, God. Today, I pick up the banner of faith and I lay down the spirit of fear never to pick it back up again in the name of Jesus. Never to pick it up right now. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.